All right, back with another episode of Thoughts from the Attic with Chase. How's it going, Chase? Doing good, doing good. We're going to talk some NBA draft. At the time of recording this, it was last night. Um, and we're going to talk NFL last week and NFL this week. And the Bears are still terrible. So <laughs> let's get right into it, Chase. So first, Chase, let's start with the NBA draft. Drafted number one, obviously, a lot of people saw it coming, was Anthony Edwards to the Minnesota Timberwolves, James Wiseman number two to the Golden State Warriors, and LaMelo went third to the Charlotte Hornets. A lot of people kind of had that top three kind of figured out by the time the draft came around. And then it got kind of weird. A lot of this draft we knew had no super top guy that is like projected to just be a superstar in the league like Zion last year. Um, but I think this could be a draft where we look back and there's just like a couple guys in the middle maybe or maybe even one guy who is really good that teams regret passing on. Yeah, I feel this is, like you said, such a weird draft in that out of the top three, and even the top three, nobody is like for sure, for sure that they're going to get like a superstar player. If that makes sense, like yeah, Anthony Edwards, we know is going to be good, but people have but people have some doubts about him. And it's just one of those classes that every player has has some things working against him. But I would not be surprised if in like four, three to four years. We look back and we're like, wow, how did this guy is great? How did he get drafted this late in the draft? Yeah. This is one of the drafts that could just hide superstars around. I think I think potential right away to be the best player in this draft, I think, is James Wiseman. I know he's a center, but man, he looked really good in those games. He did play for Memphis. And I think he does have the ability to stretch the floor like you want in a center in today's game. And I think the Warriors, he went to a good organization. So um, I think that they they made the right pick. Even with the Clay Thompson news we heard, that Clay might have suffered an Achilles injury yesterday. So, yeah, uh, hate to hear it. Uh, the Warriors were, you know, getting back to full strength. And so kind of a big downer on a good night for them when they actually have a really good pick. Yeah. And then so they, then people were wondering, hey, do you take LaMelo Ball for the backcourt? Um, I think they made the right decision to go ahead and keep and go with Wiseman because LaMelo doesn't really shoot in that team. Because, uh, I mean, LaMelo is not a good shooter. So it doesn't really fit that team's backcourt. So I, I think they made the right decision by still going James Wiseman. I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, with the Hornets taking LaMelo, uh, the joke on Twitter for the entire night was the one-on-one versus uh, – With LaVar with LeVar and Jordan. Uh, I, I may have saw a, a tweet like that about a hundred, hundred thousand times. It just, every single person just sent it out. I don't like LeVar, right? I don't think a lot of people do. I think he annoys a lot of people, but you've got to give the guy credit. He got two of his sons drafted in the top three of the NBA draft, which is pretty hard to do. Um, so you got to give him, I got to give him credit there. Lamelo's a great passer, just like Lonzo. We'll see if he can develop the rest of his game, but yeah. you got to give Le- LeVar credit there. No matter how much he talks, he, uh, two of his sons are in the NBA. So 
Uh, I will like to also point out the Knicks taking uh, Obi Toppin, I thought was a pretty good pick. I, I actually, so I wanted, I would have liked to see the Cavs uh, take Toppin. We took uh, Isaac. Uh, Okoro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best defender in the like. draft, probably. You're yeah. going to get a really good perimeter defender with him. So that's a big thing is defense. Uh, and so I'm not upset about the pick. I know some people looking at the Cavs and then, you know, with the Cleveland connections, some people were a little surprised with it. I think a lot of people had in their hopes that we were going to get Obi Toppin, but I'm, I'm good with Isaac. I think, I think we got a good defensive player. That's where you need to start with young defense. You can, you can, I think it's easier to teach offense than it is to teach defense in the NBA. Yeah. To an extent, I agree with that, but you know, we've had this for a while with, I guess it was the same with Mo Bamba coming out for the magic. It was like, dude, this guy can protect the rim like crazy. He's going to block a ton of shots. He'll figure out the offense, but he, I mean, he hasn't yet. And sometimes it doesn't come around. Sometimes it does, but um, you know, you definitely got a good player in Okoro and I think one of the – I think there's two steals that I see. Maybe not a steal at number seven, but I think Killian Hayes could end up being one of the best players out of this draft. This could be one of the guys we look at and go, how did this guy slip and even go to number seven? Just because he is – he's a six-five point guard. He His game is all around really good. He has – he can score at all three levels. Um, and he's been playing overseas in pro games, which – um, I know Lamelo's playing, but that was in Australia. Killian was playing in Europe where the competition is stronger. And I think that he could be a very, uh, very good player for the Pistons, especially because they need a point card. So I usually don't like what the, uh, the Pistons usually don't make smart moves. I think they made a really smart move with drafting Killian Hayes. And then Tyrese Halliburton to fall all the way to 12 for Sacramento. Um, I think a lot of people thought he would go higher kind of a three and D guy, six foot five guard. Um, his ideal position is point guard, which De'Aaron Fox will obviously take with Tyrese Halliburton, 43% career shooter in college from three. Um, that's, that's something that you need in today's game. And a lot of people just absolutely love him and his IQ. So I think that Kings to get him at number 12 was great. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, um, also, I want to do a fun thing. Second round picks, right? Yep. Pick a second. Now, some of these, I got to be honest with you, most first round picks, I have some info on or some knowledge on. Second round picks, I start losing it. I need to get better at draft analysis for the NBA. But <laughs> pick a player that you think could become a, a, a star. A star? Out of the second round, star potential. See, there's a lot of big, there's a lot of big college names in the second round this year, actually. Like Cassius Winston from Michigan State got drafted in the second round uh, by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nico Mannion, who was projected to go very highly in this draft at the beginning of the year, fell all the way to the second round to the Warriors. Um, But I don't think you can say he's going to be a star with Steph Curry on that team. So, uh, and then Trey Jones from Duke went to the Spurs, another good team that hopefully can develop him correctly. And uh, Xavier Tillman from Michigan State also went in the second round. And Vernon Carey from Duke went in the second round to the Hornets. His stock kind of slipped 
throughout the year. I don't think Vernon, I think Vernon Carey, I don't think he's really got it because he's kind of an old school center that doesn't really get you what you need in today's game. But if I had to pick one second round guy, I, I don't want to say to be a star because um, I don't, don't know if I expect any. We'll say gem. What do you, we'll say gem instead then. We'll switch up the language. Um, then I would probably go, I'd probably go, I would say Trey Jones if he wasn't on the Spurs because they have a back good, like a loaded backcourt already. So I'll go Nico Mannion with the Warriors, especially with, um, with Clay being out. I think Nico might be able to get some backcourt minutes with Steph. I'll go Nico Mannion. Um, and we'll see how that goes. What about you? With no knowledge or anything like that, I'm just looking at names. Uh, I think I think a good gem name. I also was reading about him as well as you were talking. Uh, is that Skyler Mays, 50th, drafted by the Hawks? By the Hawks. Yep, he gave senior LSU, six four two oh five weight. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like a good player. I like him. That's my you know good I'm defensively. Writing. Yeah, defensively pretty good. He plays mm-hmm. hard and aggressive, very uh, aggressive style. But, uh, so you're no. rocking with that? Skyler Mays, rocking it. All right. We'll see how all these pl- these Jumping players have. Leading the bandwagon. <laughs> these players have no time to get ready for their <laughs> rookie year because this season starts in a month and three days. Yeah. So this gonna... is a super quick turnaround for these guys. Especially... I'm going to make a prediction here uh with speaking of this and this might be what you are on i think this i will think this draft class is going to be unfairly judged their first year yeah i agree they just don't have the time to adjust like a lot of other players do and even then we see a lot of players it takes till the second year to really mm-hmm. adjust to the nba so this year um, if you see a rookie come out this year and ball out, then that's a really good sign because this yeah. year it's going to be really hard for them to do that. And I would so. say, I would say, keep patience, especially with this draft cap. If they don't start out so hot, if they take time, because they're going to need, most will need it, you know, changing it up, increasing the speed to an NBA level. But also, I, I think they're going to get unfairly judged. And I think the word bust is going to be thrown out willy nilly this year when talking about this draft class. I'm never a fan of throwing out the bust rookie year anyway. Um, I think I'm it's not unfair, either, but I know people the NBA. will do it. Yeah, I agree. People will do it. I think it's dumb, though. Every year we see if a rookie is not averaging 15 points a game or more, people are like, oh, he's a bust. He's not working out. I'm like, well, you know, these guys, these guys they take time to develop. You got to remember, these are 19-year-olds stepping in on a court with a lot of like 28-year-olds, 30-year-olds trying to figure out how in the world the NBA works. So you just got to give them time. Um, let them car. It's very rare that a rookie will come in and tear up the NBA like Zion Williamson did. And kind of like John Morant did at times last year. So I think it's unfair to call anyone a bust their rookie year, especially this rookie year. Yep. And then, okay. We can move on to um, in uh, NFL then. From you want to talk about scores last week first, Chase? Uh, sure. Let me just. Let me the I'll tell you the there was some surprise results, I guess, last week. Not like 
Super big surprises. Um, the Cardinals and Bills might have been the game of the weekend with the Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins to win the game. Uh, that was incredible. and Certainly the most talked about game uh, because yeah. of the Hail Mary. Anytime you've got Kyler Murray and Josh Allen as quarterbacks in a game, I'm watching. I, I would like to also point out we almost had the Alex Smith, uh, the very fun arc he started. And he led the team back very close to winning the game, but the Lions ended up coming in and finishing it off. But Alex Smith looked good. Uh, Yeah, he threw it 55 times. Yeah, Um, which super-duper happy to see that. Uh, Browns got another win. Ugly game. They they stopped the game for like 30 minutes because of how bad the weather was. Yeah, it was Uh, 3-0 to going into the fourth quarter against the Texans. So they had like 30 mile an hour winds or something like that, like crazy stuff. So kicking and throwing, which is off the table, but uh, Nick Chubb ran it and then fucked over every better <laughs> by stepping out at the one yard line uh, to seal the game, which I didn't have an issue with. People will be like, why didn't you score? Um, even if there was only like what 50 something seconds left. Yeah. Don't give the, don't, the, don't even give the other team a chance just in the game. Yeah, someone, Kyler Murray, was streaming on Twitch the day after that Hail Mary. And someone said, oh, you cost me a couple grand with that with that throw. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not my job to uh, worry about your bets, man. Um, are This is something I've been, like <clears throat> that I think everyone's been watching. Are the Dolphins a playoff team? I think they might be. They haven't lost to Tua. They look good now the defense is real yeah i'll say this as well i don't know if teams have enough film on tua to play against him yeah Uh, because each because as a rookie you come in you uh it's not super surprising to win 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 now saying that Tua's looked great not to take anything away from him a win's a win they've looked great and i'm sure that they probably they can make the playoffs but it also would, would be hesitant to, to put in my money now. I'd, I want to see the rest at least a few more weeks as teams get more film and start to actually plan for them. I think, I think their, their defense is so good. They just need a little bit above average quarterback play from Tua. And hopefully, I mean, they, they beat the Chargers last week. That defense kept Justin Herbert under 200 yards, which we've seen that that's a pretty hard thing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um so I think the Dolphins might sneak their way into a playoff spot, which I don't think many Dolphins fans would have expected this year. Maybe next no. year, but I don't think they expected to be in the playoffs this year. Go along with that. Uh, the Seahawks, what has happened to uh, Russ? That's a uh, good question. Like, uh, he he doesn't look like himself. I mean, he played great for the first four weeks. And then since then, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions, a lot of end zone interceptions. Um, We knew that defense was paper thin, but they look rough right now. Is it a case of he's been running around so much and and getting hit because that offensive line is terrible that he just he's tired? Is is, I mean, that could be I mean, could be could be a a case of that. I don't the Rams aren't bad. Uh, I feel like we overlook them a lot because the NFC West has the Cardinals and Seahawks. And then obviously the 49ers are, they're going to finish last in that division. Just they they have too many injuries and 
they've got to figure out what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, as we talked about. But um, the Rams, I think, are at a point where they get overlooked now. I would agree. I think they get overlooked, but I also think part of that reason is uh, golf ain't the best quarterback ever. He's kind of average at best. And what Sean McVay has been able to do with the team has been great. But the quarterback, usually the quarterback play, he's not going to win you games. Uh, he usually doesn't cost you games. I think he's closer to Alex Smith than anybody else in the NFL. Yeah. Speaking of I injuries, think, oh, oh, please go on. I think Goff, without Sean McVay, we saw what he was with Jeff Fisher, which might be too harsh because Jeff Fisher is a terrible offensive coach. But I think I think he might be a little better than Alex Smith. Like he's not just a check down guy. But I think with without McVeigh, I don't think Jared Goff is doing what he's doing. I think it's just another case of the coach is so good mm-hmm. that he figures it out with whatever quarterback you throw at him. Yeah, and any team with Aaron Donald has a chance to I mean win a game. Yeah. When you get pressure on the other quarterback, then then you've got a good chance. Uh, but yeah, speaking of injuries, uh, Drew Brees, multiple cracked ribs as well as a collapsed lung. I hated to see that because I thought the Saints, I know we've been kind of harsh on the Saints. They were kind of rounding into form. Um, they killed the Buccaneers last week, or not not the week we're talking about, but the week before. They absolutely murdered them. Um, and then they beat the 49ers pretty handily last week, which you can consider a good win or not. I, I think, you know, the 49ers play every team well, and they still have a good defense. So I think that's still a good win. Um, lucky for them, they have Jameis Winston as their backup, who might be not a bad option. 30 for 30, baby. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think I, there will be a drop-off with no breeze for sure. Uh, but I think – I, it's great that they have Jameis Winston to back them up. I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be as error prone with Sean Payton as his head coach as he was with Bruce Arians. Uh, we'll see. I'm interested. I like Jameis Winston. Uh, I would like to see this be a second chance where he excels. I think speaking of the Saints, I still think the Saints are a fraudulent team. At 7-2? and two? Yeah. Uh, overtime with the Bears, overtime with the Chargers, both wins. That's rough. They beat the Bucs, but the Bucs are, I mean, we don't know what we're getting each week. Either we're getting the Bucs or we're getting the Sucks. Uh, It's it's every week we see something new from them. Uh, They beat the Panthers by three, uh, and then they beat the Lions. So since they lost the Packers, they've beaten Lions, Chargers, Bears, Panthers, and Bucs. Yeah, I mean – and those are all close games, two of them being in overtime. I think, and with the 49ers, 49ers are good. Then they're they're going Falcons, Broncos, Falcons. Falcons, Lord knows what they're doing. Broncos have no offense to even speak about. Then they go to the Eagles, which is a mess. Then they go Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. I think we've got a weird NFL this year where there's not a lot of teams in the middle. No, it's either your team is like there's a ton of six and three teams right now. Um, your team is either one of those six and three teams and you're three games above 500 or you're like three and six or three and seven. Like the Panthers are chargers are two and seven. There's not a lot of teams that are around 500. Um, 
the closest I see to 500 is the Patriots at four and five. Uh, Vikings are are four and five as well. And I think the um, the Lions are also four and five. So there's not a lot of middle teams. It's those good teams. And it seems like every week they're playing the bad teams, which mm-hmm. the Packers barely skirted by the Jaguars. Uh, they only won by four. Yeah, so. I, I Packers scare me. Packers make me nervous. I know they're my pick. Uh, they've been winning. They're seven and two, too, but they certainly <laughs> have a lot of holes. Um, they do. In the team that makes me nervous. Now, do you want to talk about Bears for a little bit? Because they they've dropped yeah. four games. They went five and so, one. It's not surprising if you watch the Bears at the beginning of the year. Uh, speaking of five hundred teams, the Bears are exactly five and five, the only five hundred team in the NFL. It's going to be a – it is going to be maybe one win the rest of the year, maybe two wins. Um, this offense is probably the worst to watch in the NFL. Ever since I've been a Bears fan, this is the worst offense I've ever watched. Um, Matt Nagy handed off play-calling duties this week, and it didn't work. Um Third down and eight, and then you throw a little short screen pass. Doesn't work. Uh, every time it's third and long and the Vikings were bringing pressure, the offensive line could do nothing to stop it. Nick Foles took a sack, and it felt like every third down. This Bears offense is pathetic. Nick Foles is not the answer. Hasn't been the answer. Mitch Trubisky's not the answer. I don't think we're going to know who the answer is while Matt Nagy's the head coach because he doesn't know how to coach an offense. That's pretty clear. Um, so it's going to be go out. You're going to have to try to get another quarterback because if you go into next year with the same two quarterbacks after what we see this year, then that's pathetic. And I don't know if I'll be able to watch a Chicago Bears game. Um, people who watched the Bears play the Vikings on Monday night said, this might be the worst game I've watched all NFL season. And I said, you clearly haven't been watching the Bears all season. Because this, what the what we saw against the Vikings was what Bears fans have been watching all season, and that offense looks worse than a high school offense. It's so predictable. It's so bad. There's just no that every team knows how to stop the Bears' offense. It's not hard, and the Bears aren't going to score twenty points. Maybe the rest of the year, unless they play the NFL's worst defense. So I'm very low on the Bears. I'm sad that it took this long because at least if we would have lost from the beginning of the year, maybe we could have got Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. But, you know, whatever. Um, I'm kind of at the whatever point with this team where it's like we're going to ride the rest of this year out. There's going to be a lot of losses. And I feel bad for guys on defense like Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks who are absolute Pro Bowl players and one of the best at their positions, and they get stuck with an offense that can't score. So you have to pretty much hold the other team to under 10 to win. So, which I feel bad for those guys because the the defense is great, but man, honestly, I miss the days of Mark Tressman coaching Jay Cutler and us putting up over 30 points a game and the defense was whatever. Um, I miss those days and uh, having a quarterback like Jay Cutler would right now would just be uh, at least something to watch. Which, I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch the Monday night game? 
No, I, I turned in for it, Good and then I, I watched like a quarter, and I was like, I I have things to do. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and and watch this. I checked in, but I I was with you. Offensively, I just don't know what the Bears can do for, like going forward for the rest of the season. Nothing. Um, hopefully, Nick Foles is okay. I know he left the game. Yeah, he um, he. I Mitch is out too with a shoulder yeah. injury, so it's going to be some practice squad quarterback starting, which we might not score ten next game. We might get or, shut out, or maybe maybe that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, maybe some no name guy. Um, I, I, I agree know, with team... you. I think no matter what, Mitch needs to be gone at the end of the season. I, I if they brought him back, I would be super surprised. Like You've they benched him. him. You got to you got to let him go. I I would. I don't think they should keep Foles, but I would understand keeping Foles as a bridge quarterback. You have him, yeah. might as well keep him until you can find your quarterback of the future. Here's the thing, Chase. The Bears have never found a quarterback of the future. So Foles very well could be the bridge quarterback till he's 80. And we'll just say, yeah, he's just holding the spot. <laughs> he's just holding it for the next guy. Uh, he's he's in his He's got his walker on the sideline, but – Damn, he's a good bridge quarterback. I hold on. I I just thought of something. I had a brain blast moment right here. Let me toss this at you. Uh, end of the season, try and trade or pick up Jameis Winston. I would love Jameis on because he can bring offense. I was a proponent of the Bears, although it looks like Cam's not that great. I was a proponent of the Bears at least trying to go for Cam. Uh, was a which Cam would bind this offensive line. Maybe he, he's a mobile quarterback, so I guess maybe a Cam is what we need. But um, I was a proponent of looking at Colin Kaepernick. Um, I and I'm a proponent, like I said, every year draft a quarterback until you find yours. If you're the Chicago Bears, because you're not gonna find one drafting one like Mitch Trubisky every five years and hoping he works. Um. It's, but I mean, look at the Chargers. They went from one franchise quarterback to another. We've talked about this, um, and teams do that. And I mean, the people hated on the Cardinals for drafting Kyler Murray first, saying he was too short and too small to play quarterback in the NFL, and he's tearing teams up right now. So I think there's more good college football quarterbacks coming out than ever before. So pick one, figure out what you got. If he doesn't, if he doesn't work, get one right away because that is the most important position in the NFL. And if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. Yeah, 100%. Well, I'm interested to see what the Bears do. If it was me, I'd try and pick up. I'd, pro- I'd probably go after Winston or keep Foles, one of the two. Moving on. I think Foles is on the team next year. I think I do is. too. I think I think Trubisky's off. I think Foles is in. We'll see what the quarterback situation looks like around that, but I don't know if my sanity can take watching another Bears game this year. It's a good thing it's the bye week, and I don't have to. Um, Because man, watching that offense, it's a lot of it's a lot of three and outs. It's a lot of it's it's bad. It's bad. So we still have a tight race in the NFC East. (laughs) Yeah, Giants beat the Eagles. Giants are on a two-game winning streak. Uh, they are in second in the division at three and seven Eagles still top at three, five and one, though they look each week, they look more disorganized than ever. Carson so Wentz has forgotten how to play football. 
it seems like Doug Peterson has forgotten how to coach. So yeah, <laughs> we There's shall a lot of problems see. There. But we can look ahead to next week, Chase. Um, some of the big games. Well, there's a lot of bad games. I feel like every week there's a lot of bad games right now. Um, Joe Burrow is going to go off Bengals versus Washington. That'll be a hope, Burrow game. We hope um, that Bengals offensive line can protect him. But hopefully Burrow can show out that game. Titans-Ravens this week. It's going to be an absolute run-the-ball-like-crazy game. Expect the a lot have of ground and Real suspect lately. Yeah, they have. They've been. Is it? They have not been looking good. Is it a case of people figuring out Lamar? Or I don't know. I don't know what it is. But losing. I know they lost to the Patriots, but it was windy and rainy in Foxborough. But honestly, that should cater to the Ravens because they love to run the ball. So yeah, uh, I'm not sure that excuse. They are a much better team than the Patriots. They had no business losing like that. Uh, even with the wind and that, with like their style, run it. Lamar is a mobile core quarterback. I thought that that was a bad loss. They have just looked off. Something, something's, something's missing at the team. They're missing like the final reading because they have it all there. I agree. They, it's, it's there. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is either. Um, we'll see against the Titans this week, but the Ravens don't look. Nearly, they don't look unbeatable at all. Obviously, they've lost three times. Looking at the schedule, I think I have three games that I would keep my eye on. Uh, Chiefs Raiders, the rematch, first yep. time around. Raiders handed the Chiefs their only loss season, so that's going to be a real fun rematch to watch. Packers Colts, there's also going to be one. Colts has finally come alive again. Their defense is great. Their offense is okay. Can be good sometimes. Can be awful. Really depends on Philip Rivers. The Packers. We know we have an Aaron Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback who pushes the team along. Their defense needs a lot of work. Packers Colts going to be a good game, and then Seahawks Cardinals. Yes, is also going to be a real up, good the, one. By the time this goes up, th- that game might be over. But, yeah. um, but that is it. That's a great game, and I I hope whenever we look back, it's not like a blowout. But I, I, that on a Thursday night, you can't get much better than that. Especially That's a good after Thursday the, night game especially from what those two teams brought the first time they played that overtime game, uh, absolute great comeback by the Cardinals. So that's a great Thursday night game to watch. What's your we have a great Monday night game. We have a great Monday night game this week too. Uh, Rams Buccaneers. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, this is a good week for the Thursday, Monday night uh, game combo. What's your prediction for, for Cardinals uh, Seahawks tonight? I think the Seahawks come back and get a win. I think they need one badly. Because like you said, Russ has not looked that great recently. Um, I think they come back and get a win. They're undefeated at home this year. They're 4-0. I think they keep it going. I think they have a little extra motivation because they blew the lead to the Cardinals the first game. So I think it's going to be close, but I think the Seahawks can – I think the Seahawks win this one. If the Cardinals somehow go into Seattle and win this game, and even if they win it convincingly, I think we're talking about Cardinals winning that division. Yeah, I, I think at all points, I feel in my, in my heart, I would love to take the Seahawks, but the Cardinals have the momentum. They've been getting good wins. Murray seems to have lit fire. They have come alive and they're moving up. Seahawks are going down. I don't know what's the issue. And eventually the Seahawks will right the ship. I just know if this is, if this is the week that everything clicks back in for them. But I'm going to – because it's being a Thursday night game, 
early in the week. I'm going to Cardinals. All right, I'm going Seahawks. Um, and then you want to do our top five, Chase, top five teams, bottom three? Yeah. Uh, give me a second just to make mine real quick. Yeah, my number, I think I'm. there's probably a little shake. Like I said, it's so packed at six and three. Like what six and three teams do you choose? I think one and two will probably remain the same for both of us in interchangeable order. Um, I with for me, I'm going. I am going to go Arizona Cardinals at five. I still think the they're. I think that right now they are a better team than the Seahawks all around, and they've been playing like the better team. So I'm going Card uh, Cardinals number five for me. My number five, we're going to go down to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Where the weather's always nice and the pirates are out. The Buccaneers come in at number five. I think they're a good team when they come alive. I think if they come alive, they're better than the fifth spot on the list. However, they've had enough duds of games that I can't be confident with which Buccaneers. Am I going to see the Buccaneers or am I going to see the Buccaneers? I don't know which one I'm going to see on a weekly basis. Uh, so with that, I, I put them number five. I've actually got the Bucks at my number four. Because I'm looking at, you know, at their peak, what am I getting? Um, and I think, I, th- I think the Buccaneers are still a Super Bowl contending team when they give you when they have it together. Um, and I, I, that's why I have them at number four for me. For my number four, I'm going to sip on a little Arizona iced tea. Get a little fresh and refreshing, just like their offense. Kyler Murphy's came alive. He looks great. He looks like he what he he looks like what a high draft pick should be. The Cardinals defense filled with players have done the job, but Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, such a great connection. They're number four, and they could be moving up the list here with a win on the Seahawks. Yeah, um, at my number three, I still have the Ravens. I still think. As I said, at their best, like I was looking at the Buccaneers, at the Ravens' best, they can beat anyone. Um, I might end up moving them out of the top five if they end up losing to the Titans this week. Then they've got the Steelers next week, so those are two tough games in a row. Uh, Right now I have the number three, though, but there's a lot riding on these next two games to see what kind of team they really are. Number three, we're going to cheese country with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers looks great. The Packers have stringed on some good wins. They look they look rough at here. There still needs work, but they've shown me enough that I can I feel comfortable putting them back into the top three contention. They are one of my Super Bowl picks, and they are coming in at number three. They just need to keep the wins alive and start working on that defense. My number two, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're figuring they've seemed to have righted the ship there. They had some bumpy games at the beginning of the season. They are looking like the Chiefs. I don't, they're they're looking like I guess their last game they only beat Carolina by two, but that offense is looking much better now. That offense looks like the offense of last year. Um, they killed the Broncos, which you know we expected. They killed the Jets, which everyone expected. Beat the Panthers, which you just got to win. I've got the Chiefs at my number two. At my number two, it's the same as last week. Get those terrible towels out and start spinning them around. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nine and zero. 
But the Cowboys game did a lot for me uh, two weeks ago, having to come back against the Cowboys. They still have the thing of playing down to the competition every now and again. And again, I can't bet against my number one pick, but I will say this, still undefeated. They could go undefeated for the season. They look good, Super, uh, surely are in Super Bowl con- uh, contention. I just have that one fear about them playing down to their competition. And I have, obviously, the Steelers' number one. They were my pick from the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm riding with them because they look convincing in that win against the Bengals. It is the Bengals. But uh, I, I loved how they looked in that game, and they continue to win every single week. They've already surpassed Colin Cowherd's prediction for them of seven wins. They're already at nine. Um, so I think that team looks really good. I think that they are clicking, and I think that is why they are my number one team and still my pick to make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Yep, my number one pick is, of course, Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes can't bet against him. He, you know, <clears throat> like you said, built upon it. They look great. They're starting to click it in together. And there's no team I'd rather pick than the Kansas City Chiefs until I just can't do it. They look good. I know what they can do playing at 100% if they reach their limit. Maybe they're waiting until the playoffs to really turn it on. But even so far right now, they're looking really, really good. Yeah, I, I would argue they've already turned it on. That team looks really good. Um, I think they have one more gear to go, and I think they're wait to the playoffs to flip it on. Yeah, they um, – which is tough. Ask, ask the Los Angeles Clippers how that goes. <laughs> so – um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a good, a good rundown. You'll notice I did not have the Packers in my top five. Um, I think they've looked way too inconsistent against even bad teams. Like going in, uh, only beating Jacksonville by four. That's, that's not what you should be doing if you're a top five team in the NFL, but I guess a win's a win. Um, but they were tied going into the fourth quarter. So if you're Aaron Rodgers. You've got to go – you got to – especially when you're at home at Lambeau, you you can't let Jacksonville come in and nearly beat you. So I left the Packers out of my top five, and I left the Saints out, and so did you, I noticed. Even though they are 7-2, and two, you think they're frauds. Um, I say they're going to have a tough time now with Drew Brees out. Um, they got the Falcons this week, and while the Falcons are 3-6, and six, they're still a good team that could go in and beat the Saints if you have Jameis Winston as your yeah. starting quarterback. I left, I left the Ravens out of my my top five. You don't lose to the Patriots and then become a top and then stay in the top five team. Right. Uh, they've looked off even the past few weeks. They've lost Steelers, beat Colts, lost Patriots. But even in those, they've just looked off. Lamar Jackson seems there's something wrong with that offense. They ain't clicking. Their defense is helping, but they're they got a lot of work to do. And I can't comfortably put them in the top five. They need to show me something. Hopefully they can, if they beat the Tennessee Titans soundly, maybe they get thrown back up into the top five. Yeah, so we're kind of opposite. If the Ravens lose to the Titans, they're getting kicked right out of my top five. Mm. So, um, so we'll see how we'll see how this week goes, and we'll keep an eye on it like we usually do. Like I said, thankfully the Bears have a bye week. I don't have to watch. Um, I don't have to watch the offense go out and score under 15 points yet again. And – um, do we have an NFC? Oh, nope. No NFC least game this week with two NFC teams playing each other. Very sad. They all play different teams. You've got the Eagles. Yeah. Congrats to that. Um, on your win. 
beating <laughs> the Eagles and Carson I don't want to speak too soon, but <laughs> I, I feel good about this week. You should. You should feel good. Um, you want but, to do your uh, top three, uh, worst three the teams? The bottom three, yes. Yeah. My 20, or I guess it would be 30th team in the NFL. Gosh, it gets bad down at the bottom in the NFL this year. I think it's the uh, – I think it's – I don't want to do this because I like the quarterback, but – no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going Dallas Cowboys number 30. Yeah. Not I was Houston Texans. The reason I kind of hesitated there, the Houston Texans I think are probably 29 for me. But as far as bottom 3, I think the Dallas Cowboys are the third worst team in the NFL. Nothing's really changed here. Nothing really to change your mind on them. Their defense is terrible. They have no quarterback obviously with their quarterbacks being hurt. So I've got the Cowboys number 30. My 30th team are going down to Florida into Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars have looked awful, terrible, clearly are tanking to try and get a quarterback. There's uh, there's really nothing much to say. You know, they, they get competitive here and there for games, but you know they're never last, and they eventually will always lose the game. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Jacksonville 31 for me. Second worst team in the NFL, only one win. Um they need players at every position on that team. They have – there's so many holes in that team. Hopefully for them they can get a quarterback. Um, hopefully for the rest of the league they don't because <laughs> nobody really wants to watch a quarterback in Jacksonville. But, you know, um, they're the second second worst team in the NFL to me. My second worst team is the Dallas Cowboys. Terrible, embarrassing. Uh, Mike McCarthy – does he even stay coach? Is he a one-year wonder with the Cowboys? Or I think they I leave. Say, I should say a one-year blunder uh, with the Cowboys, because my God, nothing has worked up. He clearly the game has passed him by. He talked about being, you know, I looked at the film, I looked at it, I've upgraded, I'm with the new NFL. Clearly, is not. I know. think um, I think they leave him just because they want to see what he's got with Dak. They, they got a flash of that. Dak was leading the league in passing yards, which they probably liked in Dallas. So I think they leave McCarthy as coach, at least for another year when you get Dak back. The worst team in the NFL to me, and it's probably it's got to be the same team for you, is the New York Jets. Jets are terrible. I agree, 100%. They are awful. Can I give you a stat? Because uh, we don't need to say anything. Adam Gay should get fired. I think – he is the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, every facet of the game, they are awful. And zero uh, and nine potential. I, I'm still that zero sixteen train is still running. Yeah, um, Justin Herbert is going to tear them up this week. Chargers play them, so Justin Herbert. Let me, should look, tear can them I, up. Let me give you the points for and the points against. Oh, this should be they, good. Uh, they have scored nine weeks, a hundred and twenty-one points. Yeah. Probably giving up what over three hundred. Uh, two sixty-eight. Two sixty-eight. So we're pushing it. We're getting close. Um, how many they did you say the Jets had scored? They scored one twenty-one. They are averaging thirteen, but uh, thirteen point four points per week. Bears are at one ninety-one. Slow claps for us. Woohoo! Um, while giving up twenty-nine point seven points per game. That is a abysmal that is so awful yeah they have the worst point differential in the league by far minus 147 
So <laughs> I, that's terrible. Clearly, uh, unless they win here, they should they should be the team that probably them or the Jags will get Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, it's pro it's gonna be the Jets. Trevor Lawrence is going to New York. Lawrence. Him and Obi uh, Toppin can can have a ball together while they lose every week. Uh, pray um, for him as he gets as we see a sacrifice on the field every single week when he just gets sacked and hit. It's really gonna be sad, isn't it? Yeah, we're gonna we might Whenever see the New York Jets ruin Trevor Lawrence. Kill Trevor Lawrence, yep. Not looking forward to that. I hate whenever good good to great players go to these terrible organizations that just can't ever figure it out. Which is why I've always proposed just get rid of the draft, which I love the NBA draft like last night. Don't get me wrong, but hey, man, you can't tell me no one wants to see Trevor Lawrence go to the New York Jets except Jets fans. Eh, I, I still like the draft and still win it. It's fair and it's both it's unfair to players, but it is fair to teams. And yeah, with, I get that. When you're a team friendly league, then you're going to have the draft. So uh, saying that, I would like to get a. I, I would like to. You said something, and, and you know, before we end this, before we move on, I'm going to talk about Cam Newton. Yeah. I don't think Cam Newton has been great, but I don't think he's been terrible. I think the last few weeks, there's that the Patriots are slowly starting to turn out wins. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I can. Th- I think they can be a sneaky wild card team. Um, I think Cam. Now saying that Cam has looked awful at the beginning of the season, but the last, you know, last few games, beating now he beat Jets and Ravens. Jets, anybody can do that, but beating the Ravens, those two games, he's slowly getting some wins going. Maybe that builds up the confidence. He can start playing around more. But I think the Patriots Ooh. sneaky wild card team. When you've thrown more interceptions than touchdowns as a quarterback, I can't. Uh, I can't go on that. Uh, maybe Cam is still a good quarterback, but it's not working here. Um, three touchdowns, seven interceptions this year. Uh, if the Patriots win, I guess it's going to be carried by the defense because I don't. Cam has looked has looked bad. Um, he's going to probably end this season with less than 10 passing touchdowns as a quarterback in the NFL that starts most of the games. And that is pretty bad to me. I think that I think the Patriots should look at throwing in Jared Stidham. As we all know, I'm a fan of seeing what you have. Um, and if you don't throw Jared Stidham in now and you don't have cam next year, you got to wait and see if you should, why don't you throw him in now, see what you can do in this offseason to get a quarterback if you don't think Stidham's the answer going forward? I, I think Cam could still be the answer. I think he needs – I just think he had he had two bad games that cost him five interceptions, which was Broncos 49ers, since the 49ers game where they got completely walloped. He's thrown uh, completion percentage, which went 60, 77, 76 and a half. Uh, now one TD, no interceptions. So he still needs to throw the ball a little bit more, but I think he's slowly to turn out pretty good games. He just needs to get continue to be consistent and go from there. I will say his last three games, he's looked a lot better. Better. He's uh, his quarterback rating is has been way better. It's really those games around the time he got got the Rona, yeah. um, which maybe that's something to be discussed. But 
the first two games, I think it was the first two games after he came back. Yes, it was against the Broncos, against the 49ers. He, he was really bad. Um, and, and that was right after he came back from coronavirus. So I don't know if there was something related to that there or what, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on the Patriots. If you think they could sneak in, I think the Dolphins are going to sneak in. You think the Patriots. So they're in the same division. So, so we'll see. So it's going to come down. That's I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the NFL season plays out. Me too. Uh, anything else, Chase? Not that I can think of. Me either. We are going to be watching NFL this weekend. We're going to be back next week. Talk about um, talk about how the NFL week went, and we're going to be getting really close to talking the beginning of the NBA season. Yeah. So we'll talk about that then. All right. I'll see you later, Chase. See y'all.